Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. How's it going, everyone? And Happy New Year. It's officially 2022, and it's that time of year where we feel like we get a fresh start in life. We make several resolutions and goals that we're probably not going to keep, but hey, we do it anyway. And in honor of that, let's talk about what our fan resolutions are for 2022. And I'm talking mental, physical, and emotional. Later in the show, former BYU basketball and current radio color commentator Mark Durant joins me to chat about his fan New Year's resolutions and WCC hoops. But first, with me now is the man who makes snow angels on the reg, Ben Bagley. How are we, Ben? That's false, Lauren. I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, I have a long-standing New Year's resolution every year. That's not to go out in the snow. Do you really hate the snow? I was going to ask you that. I, I actually do. Uh, I, a true story is earlier this morning, I got a text from my bishop saying, hey, we need to set up a sledding event for the young men. I'm like, I'll set it up. You guys go. <laughs> I will not be attending. All right, Ben. Uh, the college football playoffs were yesterday. Did it hurt your heart a little seeing Cincinnati in the games and not BYU? Uh, no, not at all. Cincinnati earned it. I mean, to, to, to complete an undefeated season, an undefeated regular season, is something that's, that's not easy to do. And, I, and, and Alabama may make it look easy because they do it kind of on the rag, but it's not easy. I mean, there's yeah. so many different times that something could trip you up, and for them to accomplish it, Hey, kudos to them. They earned it. They've done it almost two years in a row. They had a good season last year. They set the table for this year. Now, now enjoy. Right. I think it would have been fun seeing BYU the, be the first non-P5 team to crack the playoffs, but super happy for Cincinnati and everything they've done this year, like you said, and, and I'm stoked for their fan base. And I love that they're having success just right before entering the new Big 12 with BYU as well. I think it'll strengthen the conference as a whole and give it more credibility for the from the beginning. Don't you think so, Ben? Yeah, they're comrades now. I mean, you can't you can't be mad at a comrade. I mean, the, the, uh, with, with with high tide all boats rise, Lauren. Come on. That's <laughs> true. Ben, let's switch gears a little bit to men's basketball because BYU men's hoop starts conference play next week and the WCC is very good this year. It ain't no joke. San Francisco, Gonzaga, BYU and St. Mary's all have just 3 losses or less. And I think the WCC is, is always competitive, but extends beyond the Zags, Cougs, and Gales this year. San Francisco has just one loss, although against Grand Canyon. Not the toughest schedule. But they did beat Arizona State by one in December. So, Ben, what are you most excited about when you think of conference play starting? Unfortunately, the bottom teams are still pretty crappy. Uh, maybe even yeah. below crappy. But uh, the, <laughs> the fact that there's now more than just the top three teams makes it interesting. And, and that's what's going to be enjoyable. Like for, for the entire season to this point, these four teams have been projected bracket teams for the NCAA tournament by Joe Lenardi and others. So that's what's exciting. Let's see if the WCC can get four teams in, not just two which is usually where where the bar said like, hey, that's a good season. We got two in, but if you can go from two to four, that's impressive, and that's what you're excited for. Now the hope is, I mean, obviously that BYU should be playing tonight. Uh, unfortunately, COVID cancels that. Let's let's see how the how the conference handles this COVID surge. Yeah, COVID is making everything interesting. It has been for the last two years. We're sick of it, COVID. All right, leave us alone. Uh, we'll see what happens. Ben, do you think? 
it's beneficial or not for BYU that the conference is a little bit stronger because I feel like BYU, obviously Gonzaga and St. Mary's are always the top three. They're kind of the highlights of the conference. But now that the conference is a little bit stronger, BYU could possibly be buried a little bit. Do you think that it's beneficial or not for BYU that the conference is better? I think it's a precursor to what the Big 12 is going to be like in in a a very small manner because – in the Big 12, they put, I think, ah, geez, I'm off the top of my head, I think seven or eight teams into the NCAA tournament last year. And some of those teams were like just barely above 500. These are 14, 15 win teams. And normally for right. BYU, you got to get to 22. And that's not even guaranteed. So it's going to be a paradigm shit. Like one loss isn't going to kill you, two losses isn't going to kill you, where in years past, you you couldn't lose the team not named mm-hmm. Gonzaga. That's mm-hmm. going to change this year a little bit, and that'll be that that'll be nice. It gives you that little bit of a cushion for BYU fans. Absolutely. Well, BYU's fan base is by far and away the best in the WCC. I don't think anyone would dispute that. I mean, the Marriott Center is by far uh, the biggest venue in the WCC, but there are some good fan bases, Ben, and you've you've been around some of them. Besides BYU, what would you say is the best WCC? basketball fan base the zags i mean the winning i mean you go down to the tournament in vegas and it is all zags all the time everywhere you turn people wearing bulldog stuff you go to a restaurant it's the majority of its bulldogs fans you go to you go walk through the casino they're all gonzaga fans it's amazing the fact like we always talk about byu fans traveling and they do um byu does well but like it's it's the one venue I've ever seen BYU out-venued at a neutral site. Well, when your team is that good year in and year out, why not? Absolutely. You can't lose. It's like Alabama. And Gonzaga is kind of like the Alabama of basketball, well, at least we, in the WCC. And we joke about it, but maybe a little bit seriousness. It's, it's all they got. They don't got football. <laughs> <laughs> they got a really good basketball team, so dive in and enjoy it. Uh, no, very, very true. All right, Ben, it's time for our New Year's resolutions. They're not just any resolutions, though. We want our fan resolutions. And I know you love, more than anything, being a fan, Ben. And so usually our goals are categorized into physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. We're going to skip the spiritual goal today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're going (laughs) to skip that one because I don't want us both breaking into tears, you know, singing some hymns. So we're just going to do the three, physical, mental, and emotional. I'm going to go first. Here are mine. Number one is physical. Uh, I want to attend at least one home game of my favorite sports this year. And that doesn't sound that big of a deal, but I feel like I really have missed that the last couple of years due to COVID, having children. It's hard. It's hard to get out. And so that is my goal this year. I want to attend one home game to each of my favorite sports. Mental. Uh, I just really want us all to be nicer to each other, Ben. I'm just kidding. (laughs) A a jab here and there is fun and fine. I love it between rivals and whatnot. But I feel like there was some serious hostility going around this year. And and that's just really gross. So here's to a little kinder 2022. And I'm going to do my part in that. Number three for my emotional. I actually did a really great job this year of not letting myself lose like my whole, I don't know, sense of everything after BYU loses. That used to happen to me when I was younger. But I feel like this year, uh, it didn't affect the rest of my day and my week. I guarded my heart as we're counseled to do as missionaries. And uh, I'm going to continue to do that this year. I'm going to be more emotionally stable as a fan because heaven knows we need more emotionally stable people in this world. So thank you. Those are my, my three, Ben. 
Now I got, I need some clarification here, Lauren. Are, okay. the, are these my goal? These my resolutions for me as a for fan? you as a yes. fan? Okay, these well, that, are yours. Ooh, this is so. Tough. I mean, this is I tough know you, for me I know BYU is not your your huge. You're not a big fan of BYU because you work for BYU, but I know you're a Raiders fan. I know you're a fan of the Jazz. So I hit can, me with I can go. Three. Yes, I can go. Go in, in as my sports fandom goes. Num- yes. Number one, physically. Is to I don't want to go to games very much. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's hard for physically to to get in better physical fandom shape. Like let let okay. less less curls of the snacks while I'm watching games at home. How's that? <laughs> I like that. Okay, we can less, go with less, that one. Less snack curls, more it's, actual. It curls. sounds boring though, because that's part of the funnest thing about watching a game. I know, and it'll be hard. But that's what resolutions are supposed to be. That's what the resolutions are. True. And like we talked about at the beginning, ones that you rarely keep. All right, number two, go ahead. Mentally. Uh, you know what? Mentally and emotionally, I'm going to tie these two together in, in, in two different ways. For, for me, mentally and emotionally, I want to enjoy games more and, and be less cynical and less negative in watching a game. I, I, think that's, okay. I think that will help me both mentally and emotionally. But the other side of it is... is Maybe my, my, my resolution, because we've talked about this on the show before, and, I, and you and I have talked about this. I've worked in sports for over 20 years, right? And at some uh-huh. point, fandom kind of gets beaten out of you. Right. I want to find my fandom again. I want to find oh, it where I, wow. I, I can just sit and enjoy it and, and, and be entertained by a game and not have to look at it from a critical eye or look at it from a cynical eye or look at it from – Oh, just this is my job. Like I want to embrace fandom again. <laughs> I want to find my fandom again. There you go. Ben, I love that. I feel that from you. I'm proud of you. Let's make that happen. Let's make that one of the resolutions you actually keep. All right. <laughs> you wait. You started and, this whole segment saying, "Hey, these are things we never keep." Right. <laughs> I wouldn't say never. I just feel like most people do them for a month or two, maybe, and then it's like, "What were they again?" Oh well. Let's move on. So remind but, uh, me, what no. were my three resolutions again? <laughs> well, you co- you combined the mental and, and emotional, which was sort of cheating, but uh, we'll keep that. Uh, okay. What was your physical? Less snacks? Yeah, yeah less mental snack Mental emotional curls. was yes, become le- more of a fan. Yes. Become more of an actual yes. fan. And I love that. And there is a delicate balance because you have uber fans who uh, treat these 18 to 21-year-old kids like they should be flawless and perfect and entertain them, you know, to, to whatever end that's too much. You know, I feel like you just have to put things in perspective as a fan. Like you said, I be entertained, have a good time and then go on with your, with your regular lives, you know, but uh, I don't know if all the fans will love hearing that, but it's just, true. that's right. That's why they're fans. Yep. It is true, and I love it. I love the the passionate fan bases, but here's to all of us being kinder, like I said, in 2022. All right, let's hear from a couple of you. Steve Preston said, eat at least 25 cougar tails over the course of all sports. That just sounds gross. Sounds like something my son wants to do. <laughs> no, I'm, Steve, are you, are you 14? He he loves going to events eating the cougar tails. That's his favorite thing about coming <laughs> down to a BYU game. Dad, Dad can we get a cougar tail? It's sure. kind of like going to the movie theater. 50% is for the movie and 50% is for the popcorn. Amen. For Amen. So that's probably how your son is. All right. S. Dottel said, this is a weird one, but stop multitasking and being in my phone while watching the games. 
I should put my phone down and just <laughs> enjoy the games. <laughs> what well, cracked me up? But you that know what? There are times, and uh, I won't say when. But it's more specifically for me. But but like sometimes the the Twitter game is more entertaining than the actual game on the quarter of the field. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Twitter has made sports watching a lot of fun. So, so while I understand and I, I probably agree a little bit, but like Twitter's fun during games if you if you follow the right people. Yes, you can get you can definitely get caught up in it and some of the stupid comments that are said. But, but yes, there's some really entertaining things. Uh, thank you, everyone who tweeted in, and Ben, thank you so much for being on with me today, my friend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, up next, the one and only Mark Durant joins me to discuss the strength of the WCC and what he expects from the Cougs in 2022. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. It's a new year and a clean beginning for BYU hoops with conference play starting this week. And joining me now to discuss BYU's odds in the WCC and New Year's resolutions is former BYU basketball player and now the radio color commentator for men's basketball alongside Greg Rebell, Mark Durant. Thanks for being here, Mark. Of course, I'm thrilled to be on with you. Uh, I've admired you from afar. I think you do just <laughs> tremendous work. And so this is a thrill for me to be on with you. And hopefully uh, we were talking, we haven't actually, I don't think actually met in person. <laughs> we need to rectify that very soon. Yes, and, we uh, do. I, I'm, I, <laughs> but I'm excited to be on with you today. Well, you are very, very kind. And and I don't know why that, that hasn't happened yet, but we will make it happen soon. So, so speaking of broadcasting though, how did you first get into broadcasting, Mark? Well, I played back in the day, you know, I'm an old man now, but the early 90s I played and I was, you know, I always loved being on the air after games with uh, Paul James, the great Paul James and Mark, Mark uh, uh, Ruffner, or Paul Ruffner, excuse me. And, and uh, so I, I loved being on, I thought I did a good job when they'd have me on and, and I think they had me on more than I deserved with the level of play that I had just because I, I think I was a good interview, but uh, eventually Paul retired and, uh, and Paul Ruffner retired as well at the same time, Greg took over and, and Greg was looking for a, a color commentator, buddy, a sidekick for him. And he talked to some of my friends that were on the team and they couldn't do it. And I said, Hey, let Greg know, you know, I'm around. I'd, I'd love to do it. It <laughs> sounds fun to me. And Greg called me up. We went to lunch and it was love at first sight. We <laughs> hit it off and, uh, it just had a, a great time together and he said let's do this and that was 25 years ago so oh uh, it's gosh. been it's been a great ride with Greg he's he's just one of my favorite people in the entire world you know Greg he's just a fantastic mm -hmm. person amazing broadcaster just so prepared and so good at what he does and I just try to to just help him where I can and it's it's sure been fun to to have a front row seat of BYU sports for the past 25 years well, how romantic is that? I love that. <laughs> I love that. We story. have a special relationship, Greg and I. It's very oh, deep. Oh, I love it. Well, you guys are so fun to listen to. And I love that you said you were a good interview. So they interviewed you more than you maybe deserve. But that, that, there's truth to that. A, a good interviewer goes a long way when they're asking you, which guy do you want to interview? You're like, please give me one of them. Because, as yeah, you know, yeah, it, I mean, it can be tough it, to interview it, some of these guys, hard. right? 
It's hard for young men, especially. I mean, they're not used to it. Some some are better than the others, and it's sometimes can be difficult when it's a one word answer here and there. But we're happy to have them all on. It, it's we, you know, it, they they for the most part do an amazing job. And and uh, but yeah, it's it's it always easier to interview someone that maybe gives a little bit more information and can talk for a little while. But uh, we we love them all. Absolutely, no, they're all fantastic and. You and Greg, like you said, been 25 years. What's been your favorite moment so far during your time color commentating alongside Greg Rebell? Because you have been a part of some incredible games. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many. I, I Just in general, though, I think, you know, when we started, BYU was in a bad spot. It was just after the one in 25 year. And, mm. and uh, so it was actually kind of neat to see Coach Cleveland come in and build up that team and over the years, get more successful and build the program into what it is now. And he was the start of that. And so it was kind of, kind of cool to see that from the beginning. And, and then of course the Jimmer years were phenomenal. Uh, that was just an exciting time watching him play and the team was so good and made it to the sweet 16 and all those good things. And that, that was, that was pretty, pretty exciting. And, uh, and I, you know, I'm really excited about coach Pope and what he's put together. He's just such a dynamic, wonderful person. And I think he's a tremendous recruiter. And now you talk about the big 12 and it's just been a nice progression to see all this happen over the years. And uh, I'm excited about what the future holds for, uh, for BYU, but man, yeah, there's been a lot of exciting. I mean, I go back Lauren to uh, my brother, Devin played. And so I've been watching sports since I guess, 1978, been watching BYU games <laughs> And I've probably seen as many BYU games as anybody out there uh, and uh, watched my brother play. And then I played and then I've been doing the radio for 25 years. So, it, you know, it's a big part of my life, but I love it. And uh, it's just fun to to see see what BYU's done over the years. Absolutely. It's going to be so fun to see him going to the Big 12, but they have the WCC for a couple more years. And and that conference is stronger than it's been in years. Four teams with three losses or less. Mark, when you think about conference play starting tonight, or excuse me, starting this coming week, what gets you most excited? Well, I am excited that it's such a good conference. I mean, uh, Gonzaga is always out there looming, you know, the, the yes. giant in the corner. But, uh, uh, you know, they're always tremendous. Of course, Holmgren's an exciting freshman and and Timmy and Nemhard. I mean, you go down the list. It's amazing what they can do every year to, to kind of retool. You think, well surely they can't be as good this year because they lost <laughs> these three NBA guys. And yet then they bring in three, three more. So what a credit they to their it. program and, and uh, hopefully BYU can compete with them and this year. And obviously they're always out there, but I, I really like San Francisco, uh, Bouye and Shabazz are dynamic backcourt. They've been very good. Um, St. St. Mary's, you know, they're, they got Fotu and Kuzi and I mean, they're always good. And, and it's just miserable playing those guys because they just play they play hard and they they give you such a hard time. And then uh, I think one of the surprise teams for me was Santa Clara. I think they they're they're really good this year. And uh, they got wins over Stanford and and Nevada and TCU. I mean they're they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So I think you got what five teams there mm -hmm. uh, that are really good. Obviously Gonzaga is the cream of the crop, but I don't think it's going to be the walk in the park that they're used to in this conference. And they might actually lose a couple games. Well, what's, what's crazy is BYU. It's been Gonzaga, St. Mary's BYU for years and years. There's rarely another team in the conversation. So BYU is one of the ones that usually shines. So do you think having a stronger conference is better 
or worse for BYU when it comes to entering the the NCAA tournament? Well, it makes it more dangerous, of course. You know, if you if you lose a few games, that could put your tournament hopes in jeopardy. Um, but with that said, if you if you win those games, then you know these are better teams, better tiered quadrant, whatever games you know right. that the NCAA <laughs> looks at. And so, if you can win those games, that really helps you. It used to be that BYU would have to really overschedule in the preseason mm-hmm. uh, to have their strength of schedule, you know, be worthy of a tournament bid. And they've done that again this year, and which is good. But now I think the conference will help them a little bit more uh, in not kind of dropping back in that that strength of schedule because you've got a lot of good teams in this conference, and you can get good wins in conference. Whereas uh, it used to be you had to get your good wins outside of conference and maybe then, you know, you obviously have Gonzaga and St. Mary's. But I think the conference, I mean, I've heard people talk about three, maybe four bids for the conference, which mm. is crazy. I and mean, it's always been mm-hmm. two, three, maybe if St. Mary's and BYU are, are both good. But but uh, th- this conference is the real deal and it's going to be a battle. But if you can find ways to win games, you know, you're putting yourself in a nice spot. Yes, and and you don't have those losses that really. I mean, there are some at the the bottom tier of the WCC that could still hurt you if you lose to. But that was always something that was hard for BYU is kind of losing these teams they weren't supposed to. There's going to be fewer right. of those, which I think will be good. BYU's had some ups and downs so far this season, mostly ups, honestly, uh, with some unexpected losses and injuries though. But what do you expect from BYU basketball in 2022? It's a brand new year, Mark. What do you expect from them? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's hard for me. I think this team is very good. Uh, I think Lucas and Barcelo are tremendous. I think, uh, I mean, who isn't just excited off their chairs about Usini Traore? I mean, he's uh, mm-hmm. he's just improving so much. And is, uh, I think when it's all said and done, I mean, it's way down the road, but he's going to be an all-timer here at BYU. He's just got something about him. And, and I just think he's scratching the surface on what he can do. Uh, so he's exciting. And I think Trevin Nell is playing better and uh, getting George is starting to really play well. So, I mean, I think they're very good, but clearly those injuries hurt uh, BYU with Gavin Baxter and, and Richard Harward. I mean, when you're talking about competing with the best teams in the country, you, you have to be able to match some of the players they have, especially mm-hmm. in the paint. And it's harder to do without, without Gavin, who is a tremendous rim protector, really good on the pick and roll, good rebounder, uh, really good defender. I mean, to me, he was the best defender on that team and was kind of the quarterback back there defensively. So you don't have him. It really hurt BYU. And, of course, Richard's a big, strong body who could score in the post. So, I mean, that was a real that, that was a real difficult couple of weeks trying to figure out how they're going to move forward from those injuries I think Coach Pope has kind of figured that out. He's, you know, they're going to shoot the three more and hopefully better. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and I think they've got the rotations kind of figured out on how they want to want to do that and keep Caleb at the four and, and Foose at the five and Atiki at the five. So I mean, that's a long-winded answer, but um, I, I think Coach Pope is in a good spot. But I don't think this team is a team that's just going to kind of run over people and blow out people. They're going to have to be in games and fight hard, but – They've shown with with this hard schedule and a 12 and three record, they've shown that they can do it. And that's really impressive that what they've done, given the circumstances against a very difficult schedule. Definitely. I think they can be a gritty team and and no better leader than than Mark Pope. Mark, we've we've focused on 
the fan experience during this show, and you've had to broadcast amidst some crazy fan bases in your time. What's been your all-time favorite fan base that you've come across that you can think of? <laughs> well, uh, obviously, you know, I, I grew up in the conference with New Mexico and, and announced some games in New Mexico at the pit. That's kind of a legendary place. Uh, <laughs> always fun to go down there. Uh, and of course, Utah, uh, not so much now, but back back in the day, they, you know, there was a lot of excitement around their program and, and it was always tough to play there. But and Wyoming, you know, I, I learned some new words at Wyoming. Could definitely, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think the hardest place to play in the craziest fan base and in, in the wildest fan base was was at uh, the Spectrum at, at Utah State. And they, they, those, those, that student section just goes nuts and they're right on the floor, right on top of you. And, and man, it was tough to play there. It's, it's a tough to broadcast. It's just, it's just, they, they get excited about BYU and they've had good teams and have beaten BYU and man, that, that is just a wild place. So it may not have been the answer you expected, but definitely for me <laughs> and all the places I've been all over the country, it's the it's the Aggies, man. I, for good or bad, it's the Aggies. Yeah. Well, they're crazy. They they get to know some deep dark stories from your past, and <laughs> they'll somehow bring them up during the game. Have they said anything to you, Mark, during a game before? Well, I was the the great thing about me was I was never really good enough to draw the ire of fans. <laughs> uh, one time, I remember I, for some reason I played good against UTEP. And uh, one time on the radio, we were listening to the radio down there and they, they called me a, a name. It was, I, I, I won't repeat it here, but it wasn't too bad. But I was so excited that a fan base actually <laughs> noticed me enough to give me a nickname, a bad nickname. I was just thrilled about that. Yes, I did it. I, I played good enough to earn a nickname, but... But yeah, I mean they don't they didn't really pick on me enough, but man, some guys on our teams, it was just in the layup lines, it was just brutal. It was kind of funny too, but and we don't took it take, never took it too seriously, but it was it was pretty brutal sometimes. And yeah, they like to if, if they can find something about you or your past or whatever, they're gonna they're gonna go after you. And it but you know, I and it, it, I'm mixed about it. I mean, I think it's fun. I love the fans are passionate, also, you know. I mean, it's all, it's just a game and these are young men. Let's, let's try and be a little bit yeah. kinder out there, but I don't right. think that's going to change. I love, love, love that message. Mark Durant, former BYU basketball player and now the radio color commentator for men's basketball. Thank you so much for coming on with me today. Uh, absolutely. I've just loved it. And we need to meet very soon. A couple of great people <laughs> like you and I and BYU fans, <laughs> we, we need to meet and talk. But I do right? I do love all the stuff you do and keep up the great work. I'm proud of you and always happy to be on anytime you need me. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Mark Durant and Ben Bagley for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Happy New Year. This is Cougar Tailgate.